Well, today we are going to start our new Christmas series, and the Christmas series this year, here is the slide, is He Shall Reign Forever. Hey, that's wonderful news about our Savior Jesus Christ. He shall reign forever. And the sermon today is He's from Heaven. We're going to learn something spectacular about Jesus Christ, and we have to understand this if we are going to truly get Christmas. So you can open up your Bibles to the book of John because everything today is going to come from the book of John. But listen, if I were to ask where you're from, if you were to ask a stranger where you're from, learning where somebody is from, you learn what makes them interesting, especially if they're from an interesting place or if they're not from an interesting place. If I were to ask you where you're from and you said Green Bay, for example, we'd be like, all right, we know some things about you. You're probably a Packer fan. You probably like to eat cheese. And I, I was on a Zoom call with a Packer fan recently and he started telling us all about it, where he's from and about the Packers. And so guess what I did? I was in charge of the Zoom call, so I just muted him. It felt wonderful. <laughs> but if we knew you were from Green Bay, we'd know things about you. If we, if we knew you were from Canada, right, we would know that you probably... Uh, play hockey, and believe in Bigfoot, right? It's kind of the stereotype. What about if you were from Texas? Well, you probably have a chip on your shoulder about your state, and maybe you wear cowboy boots. I don't know. But if we learn where you're from, we learn some interesting things about you, especially if you're from an interesting place. There was a weatherman recently doing a, a forecast for an area around Great Britain, and he named a town, and it's what it's probably the coolest sounding town on earth. Check it out. Here is the weatherman doing his forecast. Parts of eastern England with cloudy skies, but in the sunshine in northwest Wales at RAF Mona, just up the road from the temperature got to 21 Celsius at 70 in Fahrenheit. Uh, what, what did he just say? Did you hear the name of the town that he just said? I'm going to play it once more for you. Listen to this town. Just up the road from <laughs> I can't even try to say that. If you were from that town, you'd be a very interesting person. But listen, not as interesting as Jesus because he's from heaven. He's from, where are you from? He's from heaven. And the whole sermon today is going to be about his amazing origin. Let's pray and then we'll get into the word together. Father, thank you for this Christmas season. We pray that as we kick it off, that you would help us to learn what makes Jesus special and what makes him one of a kind. We pray that you would help us to understand just what happened that first Christmas so that we can know the truth about you. And in particular about Jesus Christ, show us, O oh Lord, what makes him special and glorious. And we pray this in your name. Amen. All right, you can open up to the book of John, and we're going to be all over the book of John today, so feel free to try and track with me if you want to, or just write the verses down as I read them to you. But um, the first point that you can write down is this. Jesus is the only person who came from above. He's the only person who came from above. When you start looking through the book of John, and when you start looking for where Jesus says he's from heaven, or where the Bible says he's from above, or he came from, from God or from the Father, it's everywhere. Uh, when it comes to the book of John, get this. Here's where it mentions Jesus is from heaven. Chapter 1, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 20. 
In fact, there's only four chapters in the book of John that don't mention that Jesus is from heaven or from above. So John really wants us to get this. He's from another realm. When we understand his origin, we can understand his nature and his purpose and his identity. So look at John chapter 3, verse 13 to begin with. And in John chapter 3, verse 13, here's what Jesus says. Uh, he, he said, of course, he's talking to Nicodemus in the most, one of the most famous conversations in the New Testament. Jesus says this, No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus said that he descended from heaven. He told Nicodemus he was from there. And he claimed to be from above. So Jesus is the only person who actually came down from above. Uh, and that makes him one of a kind. Where can we find truth about God? Well, it has to come down from heaven. And Jesus himself said he is the way and the truth and the life. He came down as the truth about God. Now look at John chapter 7, verse 28. And in John chapter 7, verse 28, Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple. And here's what he said. You know me and you know where I come from, but I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true and him you do not know. I know him for I come from him and he sent me. Jesus was referring to those who knew his earthly origin, where he grew up, but they didn't know the true truth, which was that he was from God, that God sent him from there to here, and therefore that makes Jesus exclusive. Look, if, if I went to Ancestry.com and asked them to write up a report, they'd tell me some interesting things that I probably already know. They'd say I have relatives from Germany and from Poland and maybe from England and from France, right? But if there was this pop-up that suddenly said, guess what? One of your relatives is from heaven. Now that would make it an interesting report. Surprise. Now Jesus said he is from heaven and he came from his father who's there. So he is from above. It was statements like these that made them try Jesus for blasphemy, for claiming to be God. He is the only person who came from above. Now, because we know this, we learned some things about him specifically. And you can write this down. It means that Jesus lived before he lived. Because he's from heaven, we know that he was alive before he actually came down. This is called his pre-existence. He came from somewhere. He lived before he lived. Check out John chapter 8, verse 23. In John chapter 8, verse 23, Jesus said to them this, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Jesus claimed to be from another world. He claimed to be from an entirely different place. Now look at verse 38. In verse 38, Jesus said this, I speak of what I have seen with my father. I've seen him. I speak of it. He's talking like he had prior experiences with the father. Where? In heaven. Before he came down. And he's just narrating that. Now, if somebody at your Christmas party this year, a relative, starts talking about what life was like before their birthday, you'd be like, all right, weirdo. You got some issues. You should go see a doctor. Not Jesus. He can talk freely about what life was like with the Father before he actually lived. Things that he saw. Things that he heard. In verse 42, Jesus said this, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I came from God, 
and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. He sent me. <laughs> so he lived before he lived. That means Jesus' time on earth was an interruption of his ongoing life with the Father. He lived before he lived. That makes him one of a kind. You can write this down. It also means this, that Jesus has been around forever. Not only did he live before he lived, but he's never not existed. He's eternal. He's been around forever. I haven't been around forever. You haven't been around forever. But Jesus has an eternal nature. What did he say uh, to the, the Jews? He said, before Abraham was born, I am. And he claimed the very eternal name of God that was spoken by the burning bush. I am. I, there was a time when I wasn't, but not for Jesus. He's never not existed. He's always been. And in John 17, 5, we read one of the most profound things that Jesus says in the New Testament. In John 17, 5, Jesus says this, And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Now, wait a minute. We're way back before creation now. And the Son is with the Father in glory. Who is this? Who is this? Who talks about what life was like with the Father when there wasn't even a rock? There was nothing. There were no angels. It was just God. So he's been around forever and ever. So he lived before he lived. He's been around forever. Um, and then you can write this down. Uh, he came down to rescue us. So because he's the only person who came from above, we know that he came down on the greatest mission that anyone ever had. Now, there were some great missions in, in human history. Uh, in fact, I've got some pictures here of some of the most amazing missions that ever took place. This is the Apollo moon landing. Pretty awesome, death-defying mission, right? And this right here is when man went to blow up the Death Star. Who could forget that? And then, of course, this one here is the invasion of Normandy on D-Day. So like I said, those are probably the three, three of the most amazing missions that mankind has ever embarked upon. Uh, but it's not actually the greatest mission that ever took place. The greatest mission that ever took place was the Son coming down from heaven, sent by the Father to save the world. That's the greatest mission. And we learn that Jesus came down to rescue us, to save the world forever. Look back at John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 16. And uh, of course, you know, you know these verses. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Listen, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Hey, there are a lot of people who say a lot of nice things about Jesus. Oh, you know, Jesus, he's one of the greats. He's, he's marked history with his love and kindness. His teachings uh, are, are filled with love and truth. Yes, 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 and, and what? I just said some nice things about Jesus. And he's from heaven. He came down 
from heaven. See, it's not enough to say nice things about Jesus. You have to believe that he's one of a kind. And when you get that, only then do you realize that he came down on a mission that only he could fulfill on behalf of the Father. He came down to save humanity, to save earth. So Jesus is the only person who came from above. He lived before he lived, he's been around forever, and he came down to rescue us, and he's the only one who can. Now that we have that foundation laid, let's continue to learn what it means, because he brought some things with him. If he came down from heaven, and he's one of a kind, then here's the second point. You can write this down. Here's the second point. Um, What did he bring us? What did he bring us? When I come back from a long trip, if I'm traveling overseas, what my kid's first question, right? Not how are you or where were you? What'd you bring me? What'd you bring me? And when it comes to Jesus, if he came from heaven, he brought us some things. Things that can only be found in him. You can find them nowhere else. Now, my son wants something for Christmas that is impossible to find. You can't find him anywhere. It's a PlayStation 5. And I'll show you a picture here. This is a picture of the PS5. Um, he and his friends joke, I guess it's a well-known joke, that the PlayStation 5 looks like a wireless router with a paper towel wrapped around it. But it is what every kid wants. He wants it. His friends want it. And so we we learned that on uh, for a Black Friday deal, Walmart was going to release some. So we were online, Lauren and me, we were both online on our computers and our phones, and we were going to try and get one of these because they are out of stock. And as soon as Walmart released them, I actually hit the button, add to cart, add to cart, right? And then they were gone. They were gone in an instant. In less than a minute, they were all gone. You can't get them anywhere. They are out of stock. So you can't find them anywhere in this world right now. Now, we know that feeling of not being able to find something that we want, but there are things that only Jesus brought into this world. You can only find them in Christ. And therefore, if you go to Christ, you can find these things. If you go anywhere else on earth, they're out of stock. So have you gotten these things from Christ? Have you gone to Christ to receive? Well, what did he bring? What did he bring? Well, you can jot this down. Uh, Jesus brought heaven's light. Heaven's light. And what that means is, here's a good way to say it. I can't see without Jesus. If he gives me light then I can see. If I don't get light from him, I can't see spiritual truth. I can't see God and I can't find my way to heaven because only Jesus helps me to see. He brought heaven's light. So check out John 12 verse 44. And in John 12 verse 44, Jesus cried out and said, whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. That's amazing. Jesus claimed to be the light of the world. That means that he brought light from heaven. Without this light, you can't see God. You can't find your way out of the darkness of earth 
you can't see God. This idea of uh, being trapped in darkness and not being able to see and needing a light reminds me of a pretty terrifying story that I read this week. It actually happened last June uh, 2019, but the Washington Post uh, wrote an article, and the headline is this. This is a nightmare. A woman fell asleep mid-flight and woke up trapped in a dark plane alone. When Tiffany O'Brien opened her eyes, she was still in the same place she fell asleep strapped into her seat aboard an Air Canada flight bound for Toronto. Only something wasn't right. The entire plane was empty on the ground. O'Brien wrote in a Facebook post shared last week, she was freezing cold and sitting in complete darkness. That's how she woke up. It was around midnight and her flight, which left Quebec City that evening, had landed hours earlier. Somehow they missed her in the check. They were in a big hurry. Every They parked the plane, got off the plane, and left her alone in the dark and in the cold. I thought, this is a nightmare, she said. Can you even imagine? Alone and surrounded by pitch darkness, she initially thought she was dreaming, but soon she realized she was trapped on an empty, locked plane. She started texting her friend, and then she tried to FaceTime her friend, and then her phone died. And there's nowhere to plug it in. She was so afraid. She made her way all the way up to the cockpit in the darkness, and she actually found a flashlight. She said, I was so happy when I turned that flashlight on. It was like the best moment ever. Then she got the plane door open. She realized that the lights of the airport were far off in the distance, and all she could do was hang out the door and shine the flashlight off the side of the plane. Finally, she was rescued by somebody driving a luggage cart. Now, since then, she often wakes up anxious and afraid at home, feeling like she is trapped in some place dark. Now, I know a lot of you are like, just that's it. If that was me, I couldn't go on. But this is what, listen, this spiritual truth shows us what it's like to live here on planet Earth. We are trapped alone in the dark. And Jesus came down with light from heaven. Hey, do you have that? Do you have the light of Christ in your life? If not, you are still, this is terrifying, sitting in spiritual darkness trapped and you can't get out but if you receive jesus as savior and lord then the lights turn on you once were blind and now you can see jesus came down with light from heaven and because of that we can know god we can see him this idea of light jesus being the light means he has moral purity he has spiritual perfection he has a divine nature he, he has never sinned once. He is light. And therefore, he brought light, the revelation of God down from heaven. The idea of light being stolen from earth, the idea of us needing light from above is a profound thought. We all know the Grinch, right? Uh, I've got a picture here of one man's creative Christmas. Are you hanging your Christmas lights up? One man's creative Christmas decoration. Here's what he put up. He put up some lights, just a few, but then he put <laughs> a decoration of the Grinch as if the Grinch stole all of his Christmas lights. That's pretty funny. If you're lazy, you can go ahead and do that. But the idea of the Grinch, we know what he did, right? He stole all of the trees and the decorations and the presents and the lights. And this is what sin did to earth. Sin stole our light so that we can't see heaven, we can't see God, we can't see our way. But Jesus came down the light of the world. 
in John chapter 3, verses 19 to 21, uh, here's what it says. John chapter 3, verse 19 says, This is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Now look, when you trust Jesus as Savior and Lord, you come into the light. And you say, I no longer love that darkness. I no longer love being trapped in my sin. I want the light in my life. And only Jesus can give you a way out of darkness. Only Jesus can walk you out of being trapped in sin forever. Hey, Jesus brought light down from heaven. Have you received that from him? So what did he bring us? Well, heaven's light. I can't see without Jesus. And then here's the next one you can write down. Uh, Jesus brought also heaven's love. Um, I can't belong without Jesus. He brought heaven's light and he brought heaven's love. I can't belong without Jesus. So Jesus is the only way that we can find God's love. Jesus is the only way that we can find our way into belonging in God's family. And so we know what the Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. Now what does that mean? That means that Jesus is the only eternal Son of the Father. The only supernatural, if you will, uh, one who has been eternally bound up with the Father as family. Now you and I, if we want to get into the family of, of Christ, the family of God, we have to be adopted by God's love. And Jesus came into the world to take away all of our sins on the cross so that we can be fit for adoption by the Father. So heaven's love came down with Jesus. So we can't belong to God's family uh, without what Jesus brought from us, uh, from heaven for us. I'll never forget seeing this touching video. It was on a uh, daytime, you know, one of those shows where they bring in really troubled teenagers, pre-teenagers, kids who are giving their moms trouble. And then they bring a drill sergeant onto the talk show, right? And then the drill sergeant starts yelling at the kids and threatening them and then takes them away for like a week or a month or whatever, right? And so the show was called Boot Camp My Preteen. And the drill sergeant came out and started letting this little boy have it. And he started threatening him, you know, saying, I'm, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to be your daddy. And, and then things backfired. So check out this clip of this boot, of this drill sergeant and this boy. You love that woman right there? You love her, right? Yes, sir. Now... You're not an adult till you're 18. Do you want me to be your daddy for the next eight years, son? Huh? Yes, sir. You do? (laughs) Why do you want me to be your daddy? I have no daddy. You have no daddy? Well, let me tell you something. Come here, give me a hug. The drill sergeant couldn't go on. He couldn't go on. Why? Because he tried to threaten this boy. I'm going to come into your home and I'm going to be your daddy. And the boy's like, okay. (laughs) And it's so touching. Why? Because he wanted the love of a father. He wanted the love of a father. And listen, do you want the love of a heavenly father? 
Do you want the love of a Heavenly Father? Listen, listen, this is so important. It begins when you realize that you don't have it. You don't have it from the moment you're born. There comes a point in your life where you have to ask God to adopt you into his family. Jesus came down to give you the chance to become a child of God. Jesus alone can give you heaven's love. Have you received the love of the Father through Jesus Christ the Son? Have you said, become my, my Father in heaven? Heaven's love can only come through Jesus Christ. When you have his love, you have his approval, you have his protection. You can only get it through Jesus Christ. Do you have the love of the Father flowing into your life? Now, a lot of people think they have God's love. A lot of people think that they have it, but they don't know how God gives it to them. And the Bible says that God gives us all of his love, all of his affection for you is bound up in his son. So if you have his son, you have his love. If you don't have his son, you don't have his love. I read uh, a funny story about penguins. There's a certain type of penguin, the Gen 2 penguins, that propose to their life mates by giving them a pebble. Oh, isn't that the cutest thing you've ever heard when one of them likes another one, gives them a pebble? Maybe this could catch on in human culture rather than a ring. If you're thinking of proposing, guys, next time use a pebble. Well, what's the worst that can happen, right? And you're like, no way, because you've got to give something costly and sacrificial and precious, right? Hey, listen, God showed you his love by giving you his only son. And if you receive his son, you receive his love. And listen, if you turn away the son of God or think you have the love of God any other way, if you've refused what God has given you in his son, you don't have his love. You don't have his love. So Jesus alone can give us heaven's love. I can't belong without Jesus. He alone can give us heaven's light. I can't see without Jesus. And then uh, you can jot this down. Jesus alone can give us heaven's life, heaven's light, heaven's love, and heaven's life. And we're going to catch up on some verses here. So when it comes to uh, John, we'll look at John chapter 16, verse 27. John chapter 16, verse 27. And here's what it says. It says, For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. Jesus brought the love of the Father with him. And now check out John chapter 6, verse 33. In John chapter 6, verse 33, here's what Jesus says. He said, For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world gives life to the world. So Jesus had fed the 5,000 and then people showed up and they wanted more miracle bread. And Jesus is like, uh, I'm the life. I'm the, I'm the life. You don't want more hostess, right? You want more me. And he was trying to teach them that he is the life source of heaven. And so he brought heaven's life. I can't live without Jesus. What this means is spiritually we're dead. We're dead. We need life from Jesus. We need life. And when our starting point is death, only life will do. I like this thought of Jesus being like this wonder bread, right? That he, he's this wonder bread who, who alone can give us life. 
when I was a kid, we'd drive up on 294 and there was this Wonder Bread factory, right? And maybe you remember as a kid driving around Chi-Town uh, too. But when you're going up 294, two things happen. First of all, you started smelling the best thing you've ever smelled, fresh baked bread. And you're like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. But you knew right past the Wonder Bread factory was like a sewage treatment plant. And so if you kept smelling, then the best smell ever instantly became the worst smell ever. And then you're like, oh, oh, this is terrible. Now, I love that because in the Bible, it says this. It says Jesus can both be the aroma of life and the smell of death. Here's what it means. It means if you realize who he is, the life, the bread of heaven, it's like the best smell ever. Wow, it's life. But if you reject Jesus and you don't let him be your Lord and your Savior, then the thought of him is like smelling sewage. You're like, get him out of my life. I don't want him. That's a terrible person to try and control me. That's a terrible belief system. I'm out. So who is Jesus to you? Is he like that wonder bread, like the one who can give you life? Or is it repulsive to give Jesus everything and to follow him with all of your heart? Hey, listen, here's the truth. Jesus is the only person who came from above. He lived before he lived. He's been around forever. He came down to rescue us. What did he bring? Heaven's light. You can't see without him. Heaven's love. You can't be long without him. And heaven's life. You can't live without him. He shall reign forever. And understanding where he came from is where we start to find out why we should give him and him alone the worship that he deserves because he came down from heaven. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this Christmas season, we glory in the thought that you came down to rescue us. You're from heaven. You alone came down on a mission to save the world. You brought light. You brought love. You brought life. And Lord, if there's anyone listening right now who has never received you as Savior and Lord, they're trapped alone on worse than a dark plane. They're trapped in sin. And now they have a chance, but soon their chance will be gone. Soon they will not be able to receive the things that only you can give them. But right now, Lord, if anyone is ready, may they cry out and say, Jesus, give me light. Jesus, give me love. Jesus, give me life. And I pray that anyone who cries out right now would become a worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, for those of us who have walked with you for many years, I pray that you would just remind us just how amazing and heavenly you are. Fill our hearts with worship this Christmas season because you shall reign forever. And we praise you, Lord, in your mighty and matchless name. Amen. Amen.